Welcome back for Mum Talk Series 6, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine, who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum, from pregnancy to life now with a baby, sharing all the highs and all the lows. As we go through this series, I will be joined by knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, and also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Mum Talk, Series 6, Episode 3. Once again, I've deleted like four times starting this podcast because I'm waffling. And I promised myself I'm not going to waffle in this podcast because I have a lot to get through. It's me, hi, um, I'm going to be chatting with you this week updating you on what we've been up to and also you guys really came through on the questions on Instagram uh yesterday day before yesterday yeah around that time um so I have a lot of questions to answer and try and cover off so I want to try and keep this as waffle free as possible so bear with me you know I'm not very good at that but I'll try um I've just popped Amandine down it's 12 30 on Tuesday, so yesterday for you if you're listening on Wednesday. Um, Firstly, I have a really, really big favour to ask you guys. If you are listening right now and you are on Instagram, on social media, media, please, please, please would you share with me that you are listening. Maybe take a a screenshot of Mum Talk and just tag Mum Talk Podcast in it on Instagram you don't have to say anything else. I just, I would just really love to see that you guys are listening and um, enjoying the podcast. And it just gives me, selfishly actually, it gives me a little bit of a boost um, because I'm not one for going on kind of where I host my podcast and looking at the download numbers. I, I don't ever do that um, unless I'm asked. But I, it's just really nice to share and know that you guys are listening and enjoying it and. Um, yeah, it's just really nice for me. So if you wouldn't mind doing that this week, that would be really lovely, just tagging me in that you're listening. Anyway, let's get down to it. So yeah, Amandine is asleep. This morning, we went to a baby gym. So I follow Weenin15 on Instagram, and you guys definitely should as well. Uh, it's Joe Wick's account with his daughter Indy and his baby baby son. Um, but he does a lot with Indy and shares a lot of what he does, and he takes Indy to a baby gym. And it inspired me to Google whether there was one local to me, and it turns out there was one about 10, 15 minutes away. So we grabbed one of uh, Amandine's friends and one of my mum friends, of course, and uh, went to the baby gym, and it was so much fun. So there were two classes um, that were available to join, but you didn't have to join in, and it just so happened that our kids fell right in between. They weren't really old enough to go in the two, to four year old group where they're really following instructions and um, they're doing uh, lots of climbing and really are quite aware of their bodies now and we were also went in the zero to one group where everyone was sitting still and it was more sensory activity play but what you can do if you go along and your child falls in between is you can just play on all of the soft play. And it is, it's just like a giant soft play. They lay it out in the gym. Uh, it's got tunnels and slides and a really springy floor, which was fantastic for Amandine's walking. If you've been following my Emma Jolan account, where I share a little bit more of our kind of personal life, a little bit more of Amandine, I guess, um, visually on that account, you'll see that she's really started to find confidence in walking. So to have this 
sprung floor where if she fell over it wasn't like walking on padded mats so it was really stable Um, but if she fell over it didn't hurt at all and we've been finding that with her confidence her confidence definitely is knocked with our tiled floor downstairs most definitely is no matter what anyone says um it 100% is taking her a really long time to build up the confidence to walk on our tiled floor um, anyway, I'll come back to that because I don't want to skip out on the baby gym stuff. But it was really, really good fun. It was it cost £5 um, for entry and you could join into any of the classes that you wanted to there. It was from 10 until, I think, 10 until half past 11, quarter to 12. So you could stay there the whole time if you wanted. We managed about an hour and a quarter. I didn't want her to get too overwhelmed and she was starting to get a bit pissy with me because she wanted to climb the slides and she couldn't understand why she couldn't and barge past all the other kids that wanted to go on the slides and of course Amandine wanted to play with the older kids stuff rather than the really really soft stuff so I was worried about her self hitting her head on hardwood or you know all those things but I'm sure I'll be a lot more relaxed when I go next time um plus cheekily I was trying to have a bit of a chat with my friend because I haven't caught I hadn't caught up with her in ages so that was our activity this morning which was really really good fun um and Amaldine loved it we'll definitely be going back and yesterday I took her to her first toddler group so (laughs) unknown to me there's a toddler group in our village and I didn't really realize this until probably I don't know just before just before the half term, before Christmas last year. Um, But then every time I went to go and take her, it was either half term or it was the holidays. So this time I thought, no, I'm going. And Hendrik came with me. Can you believe? Hendrik came with me, which I was not expecting. But we went to the toddler group, which was a five minute walk down the road um, in the village hall. Really good fun. It was absolutely rammed. I don't think I've ever seen so many children. I mean babies it was there must have been 30 to 40 kids there and 30 to 40 adults there it was so busy so again I only took her for about 40 well we only took her for about 45 minutes to an hour didn't want us to get too overwhelmed um also and I know there are some of you listening who feel exactly the same way as I do but I'm trying to just stop worrying too much about germs but there were a lot of sick children in this toddler group and adults actually um and Amandine has been well for really quite a long time and I just don't feel like I can handle uh Amandine being sick and I know that seems really silly and I'm trying to not let it stop me doing anything with her and that's why I went to the baby gym again today because I thought you know what we went to toddler group yesterday baby gym today if she's going to get something she's going to get it because her thumb went in her mouth definitely a few times today at the baby gym where she was I think getting a little bit overwhelmed and she was just sitting down with her thumb in her mouth um yeah which brings me I guess down to the one nap thing um so we are very much only doing one nap now but I think given the choice, Amandine would nap a little bit earlier. But when we have tried that, she's only slept for about an hour. If we hold her on till about 12, 12.30, she'll sleep for about two hours. Um, but if we put her down a bit earlier, when it looks like she really wants to go down, she'll only sleep for an hour, which just isn't long enough. And then she doesn't want to go back to sleep, of course. Um, and we end up putting her to bed at like 6, 6.30, and then she wakes up at 6, 6.30. Whereas we put her to bed at 7, 7.30, she'll wake up at quarter to seven or seven o'clock which is a bit preferable for me I know that's maybe a bit selfish but 
it keeps me sane, um, knowing that I will hopefully get until seven, quarter past seven. Saying this out loud right now, I'm probably going to get a shocker t- tonight, aren't I, and have her um, awake at like five o'clock in the morning. So yes, the toddler group was great, great fun. Again, it didn't cost very much money. You had to pay two pounds. There was a teacher from uh, the school who oversees everything lots of play if we had stayed they would have done songs and a snack towards the end and um, but we didn't stay for that bit so what I will probably do is rock up a little bit later because you can turn up at whatever time you like so I'll probably turn up around 9 30 9 45 next time and stay right until until the end rather than turning up as it starts at nine o'clock but it it felt really good doing those things with Amandine because I'm not sending her to nursery at this minute. There's no need for me to. Um, and I just feel like it gives her a lot of a, a lot more interaction. And it kind of is like a nursery setting almost. Um, and it just feels feels really right at the moment to be doing these things with her and for her. Um, if she gets really sick, I may change my mind. <laughs> but right now it's lovely. And then tomorrow what did we have planned? Oh, Hendrix is not working tomorrow. So we're going to um, just have a family day tomorrow. And then Thursday, we've got swimming. And Friday, we're going to hang out with some friends and Amandine's friends, I think. So it's a really lovely week of lots more bits and pieces to be doing with Amandine, which is really nice. Um, Amandine is saying a lot more words. In fact, I was just tickling her actually just now um her favorite word is more and she knows what it means you know if she's having dinner she'll hold out her plate and she'll pass it just like oliver twist she'll pass it to you and she'll go more um same with yogurt she's finished her yogurt and she'll want more she'll go more um same with her gingerbread so anything food related but also now play related which is really sweet if she's really enjoying a game or you're interacting with her or she's walking and she wants to do some more walking she'll um so if she's walking along and she gets tired she'll come up to you and she'll just go mama or papa and we lift her up and then we carry for her for a bit and then she'll wriggle and she'll go more and then you put her down she'll start walking again which is really sweet and again it just happened with tickling which is so cute I always remember when I'm tickling Amandine I think it was Russell Brand saying something about should we be tickling our children because we don't have permission that's all I remember from what he said I don't know if he was being serious or if he wasn't I mean I remember being tickled by my mum and actually my mum still tickles me and what I'm like 32 years old but I loved it it was just really nice you giggle with your mum everyone finds it fun just really cute um and so it's nice, especially with Russell Brand in the back of my mind, when I'm tickling Amandine, she'll giggle and then I'll stop and she'll go, more? And then I'll giggle, she'll giggle again and I'll tickle her again and then I'll stop and she'll go, more? <laughs> Which is so cute. It's so cute. I know this kind of scenario doesn't relate to absolutely, it doesn't relate to everybody. Um, and there are obviously some horrible, horrible situations, but... In my experience, it's wonderful and it's lovely and Amandine loves it. And now I really do know that Amandine enjoys it because she asked for more, which is really sweet. Um, what was the other thing that she asked for more? Oh, yes, she's now started saying night-night. So after lunch or after dinner, um, 
she'll actually go night night when she's tired and then we'll go upstairs and she'll she'll literally sit in her cot and she'll wave goodbye and she'll go night night and then she'll lie down and that's it that's what's just happened at nap time now at bedtime Hendrik will read her a book and then she'll point to her cot when she's tired and then she'll get in her cot and she'll just go night night and then that's it no fuss isn't that wonderful? It's so nice. I don't quite know how we've got here. I really don't. And I'm sure there are a few questions in my um, Instagram inbox saying, how have you got to how you've got, where you've got um, with sleep? And I don't quite know. I don't have a magic answer. Um, other than from the early, early days, I made sure that Amandine was taking a few naps in her cot in the sleepy head, just when she was a baby baby. It allowed actually me to do some things upstairs. This was before I completely blacked out her room and all that jazz and she was just able to sleep in the day daylight um now we have complete blackout blinds and she just she just finds it a bit of a sanctuary I think her nursery that's the other thing we keep calm toys in her bedroom so really all all her soft toys cuddly toys books Um, We don't have any loud banging toys or anything like that in her or really any stacking toys or things like that in her bedroom. Um, I don't know why I've done that. I think it was just a natural thing for me to do uh, just to not have anything that's too sensory play in her bedroom because then she relates her bedroom to being a calm place and a place where she reads a book with with us and then she goes to bed. Um, So I guess that's a bit of a tip thinking about it and actually talking it through now okay what else I wanted to talk to you about was her walking so she is now Hendrik and I keep saying when do we actually say Amandine is walking when when do we say that she's walking really really confidently holding my hand so we've just been in France for the last week um, which was lovely actually really really nice we only went for a week this time we normally go for around 10 days and 10 days is just a little bit too much for me um, we go to stay with Hendrik's parents and I think anyone will agree it's just quite a long time to be with uh, your other half's parents and in their space um, in fact I was really glad we were there because the boiler that provides or no well I I don't know what it is really I think it was the boiler but it's external gas there's no gas to the property it's a very old farmhouse um exploded whilst we were there essentially and the explosion burst the water mains to the house um it was when I was running I felt a little bit responsible but it was whilst I was running Amandine a little bath so they have a shower and then we have a plastic bath that we put in the bottom of the shower. And I was just running at Amandina Bath and I was saying to Hendrik, there's no hot water. I don't understand why there's no hot water. And he went to have a look and it was all plugged in. He was like, oh, maybe it'll just take a little bit longer. But clearly there was an issue. Um, and we heard this almighty bang. Um, and Hendrik ran into the garage. It was all very scary, actually. Hendrik ran into, ga- into the garage where all of this equipment was. Um and had a look and then he shouted to me he was like get to the back of the house get to the back of the house it's all very dramatic in the moment get to the back of the house I think he was worried that there was maybe a gas leak or something um but there was water gushing everywhere I mean this this hole was probably I mean if you put your first finger and your thumb together it was bigger a bit bigger than that had exploded in the water pipe so there'd been a huge build-up of pressure and then another one in the pipe going into the boiler um a bit further up anyway 
I ran to the back of the house with Amaldine. Amaldine was naked, it was freezing, so I shoved her up my jumper against me. It was like those proper skin-to-skin days back in the day. And uh, Hendrik then ran back into the garage and there was another bloody explosion. So I then ran towards the garage again. Oh, God, it was awful. And it turned out the water had hit the back of the freezer um, and obviously that made a huge bang that cut the power to the whole house so then we were plunged into darkness I then ran back into the other room my phone I'd left upstairs so I didn't even have a torch I managed to find Hendrik's dad who's elderly and didn't really know what was going on Hendrik's mum was trying to sort things out I shouted to Hendrik you need to cut off the water main the water main is obviously right at the bottom of the um field which their house sits in (laughs) oh god anyway it was all fine everything was fine Hendrik was fine um we shut the water off or Hendrik shut the water off but I was really really happy that we were there to do that because it was in the evening it was seven o'clock at night and uh no one needs to be doing that Hendrik's parents are very elderly very capable very elderly and just possibly wouldn't have been able to handle the situation quite as quickly um as Hendrik anyway don't know quite how I got onto that. Oh, because we were gone to France, yes, because we'd gone to France. Um, the flight out there was really easy. It was actually great because with Amandine's walking, she was very happy just plodding around the airport um, in Bristol. And yeah, that was actually when her walking really started at the airport. She was holding onto Hendrik's hand and she just wanted to stride out. And I think because everything was so exciting and there were really lots of bright lights at the airport, she just wanted to walk to everything and she had that motivation to go to everything. Whereas at home, she knows where everything is. She knows if she crawls to it, she'll probably get there in the same time. And um, cause her walking isn't that fast yet. And she just wants to take your hand everywhere. Anyway, so Amandine was really off at the airport and then the flight went really well. And she built up a lot of confidence whilst we were away. So every day we'd walk to the beach. It's just a couple of, uh, I don't know, a couple of hundred yards to the beach. Um, And like I said at the beginning, if she got tired, she would just say, Mama, we'd pick her up and then put her down again a couple of moments later when she asked to go down. Um, And there was a playground. We kind of did our little loop, go around to the marina where the boats were and then came back via the playground. So she went down on the slide and she now has a obsession with slides. I don't know if any of you look at um, Scandiborn or the Modern Nursery, but on those websites, they have these really lovely Scandi looking um, slides. (laughs) And I really, really want to get one, but they... I, I think I would only get away with it if I put it in Amandine's room. And I don't think Amandine's room is quite big enough for a slide. Um, and also, that doesn't really go with the whole thing that I've been saying about keeping Amandine's room really mellow and calm, does it? Having a slide in there may well mess that up a little bit. So I think, I don't know, maybe one day we'll get a slide in the garden if I can persuade Hendrik one day. But maybe we're not quite there yet. Um, our play playground, local playground, has a tiny, 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 tiny slide. And Amandine appeared from today to love the really, really big slides. Um, anyhow, so that, that was in France and she really built up a lot of confidence. And it was only when we went to the toddler group on Monday, so yesterday, where we saw her so we'd been able to coax her to kind of come to us without holding our hands if Hendrik had a biscuit or you know but there were very few things that she would walk to 
um, by herself because there's very little that she really wanted. But when we arrived at this toddler group, I took her shoes off, I took her jacket off and she was just standing there. Um, and then I looked up at Hendrik and all of a sudden she'd walked herself straight into the toddler group, straight towards the children, straight towards all the toys, jumped on one of the bikes and then off she went. It was brilliant. It was so brilliant. And I was really proud of her for being able to do that. Um, I was expecting her to kind of hold my hand, maybe lead me in, maybe be a little bit nervous, but she wasn't at all. She just went straight in, straight, straight in. So I was very proud of my little bunny. Um, Okay, what else happened in France was, you know, I said a few episodes back, maybe in the last series, that I thought I'd got my period back. If there are any guys listening, this this may well be a massive overshare, so you might want to vacate. Um, But... I don't think I had. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I had, I've had a couple of months since stopping breastfeeding where I've just had the tiniest bit of bleeding. Like I would even call it spotting. And then when the, during the flight out to France, really, um, I started to notice that something was going on. I won't give you any graphic details. And then things really started to happen. And turns out... It must have been my period because I use natural cycles to try and track kind of everything. Um, But it had been very, very odd. And I've been using some ovulation sticks, just the um, clear blue ovulation sticks to just try and figure out where my cycle is, what's happening. Because if you've been a listener right from the very beginning, you'll know that I didn't have periods for like two years. And then all of a sudden I got a period and then literally we got pregnant straight after. So it was almost like my body was like, hey, hey, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, so I've never been regular. Um, and yeah, so I didn't really know when I was ovulating. And like I've said before, we would really like to try and have another one. And in fact, we have been trying, but nothing seems to have been happening. Um, there have been a couple of times when I've thought, oh yes, I definitely feel pregnant. And then nothing. And I've either had this small bit of spotting or this what I think must have been a period. It was so heavy that I was actually Googling, how do you know if it's a very, very, very early miscarriage? Like we're talking three, four, well, two to three week miscarriage or just your period. And there's no way for, of me knowing. Um, so I definitely, I'm, I'm, I, w- I will say it's my period because there's no other way of me knowing. I was, had I not started bleeding on the flight, I had taken a pregnancy test with me because I was that sure that I was pregnant. Um, but I, I'm, to you, to me, it was my period. Um, my body may know different, but yeah. Um, and I was soaking through, I'm so sorry if this is way too much information, but I will share because it possibly won't be for a few of you. Um, but I was soaking through like a tampon at least every hour for a good day. Um, and it was a bit, it was just horrible because I didn't take anything with me. didn't know what was happening. Uh, I yeah, I hadn't got anything with me, so I had to kind of take a bit of an emergency trip to the supermarket, buy some bits and pieces, but I didn't buy big enough tampons. What people fail to tell you, so I hope I'm providing those of you with a little bit more information, but obviously, you know, our vaginas don't 
go back to the same shape necessarily, exactly the same shape um, and the same size. And what they don't tell you is you will possibly need a slightly bigger tampon because what I was finding was with my normal size, which is just a regular normal size, is that I it was fine for absorbency level at the very, very, very beginning. Um, and then uh, I was leaking. I was leaking anyway, so it was absorbing, but I was also leaking past, so past the tampon, I guess. Anyway, gross. Really just not very nice to talk about. But if you haven't had your period yet after having your baby, I would suggest you have some slightly larger tampons and you also have some pads because I was wearing tampon and a panty liner and there was blood on both, essentially. Um... My pelvic floor definitely, or that my pelvic um, floor area definitely needs some strengthening, and I'm working on that for sure. I don't have any incontinence or anything, or or I'm not peeing myself, but um, it's it could do with strengthening. I think probably everybody's could do with strengthening. Um, yeah, so just a heads up if you are yet to have your period is be prepared. <laughs> I was not. Um, and when I went to the supermarket, I didn't buy the larger size. So I then had to go back to the supermarket. And then by the time I got back to the supermarket, it started to die off. But anyway, it was a nine day long period, which wasn't so fun. And it was the whole time we were out in uh, France and it's only just stopped. And then I'm going to come on to the flight home. Flight home wasn't so fancy. So we always knew it was going to be a bit of a rubbish one. The flight was at nine o'clock. So they've only flying twice to Bordeaux now from Bristol, uh, once on a Monday, once on a Friday. And we flew back on the Friday. Flew back on the Friday. So it was a Friday to start with. So lots of traffic. But actually we left early to make sure we got there in plenty of time and missed most of the traffic, which was great. But... French were striking, weren't they? Because that's what they do. Um, And I can say that because I'm married to a French man and it's really annoying. And Hendrik also finds it really annoying being a pilot. It is very annoying. Um, And they were striking. So we got to the airport. I think we got to the airport like five o'clock. No, 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 that can't be right. Six o'clock. Got to the airport at six, dropped off the hire car Went in, uh, half past six, gave Amandine some dinner. Our flight wasn't till nine, then our flight got delayed till ten, then our flight got delayed till eleven. <laughs> then we finally got on the plane at half past eleven. And we got home at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. So Hendrik ran into the house. Oh, yeah, and we got home to a broken boiler. That was the other thing. Ugh. Got home to a broken boiler. We knew about this because Hendrik went to turn on the heating. We have a nest, which is brilliant. Um, And it wasn't actually the nest's fault, so I would still highly recommend a nest. But um, we could log in on our phones when we were still in France. So Hendrik logged in 24 hours before we were due to be home. And it said the house was 9 degrees (laughs) inside. The house was 9 degrees inside. um, The same temperature, basically, as outside. And... Um, the heater had been had been on the whole time the day before. So this had happened, I think, two a.m. Wednesday morning. I think that's right. Yeah, two a.m. Wednesday morning or something. Whatever happened happened, and um, the heater had then been on the whole day Wednesday, but without 
without raising the temperature of the house at all. So Hendrik decided to do this at 11 o'clock at night. So we were lying in bed at 11 o'clock in France being like, oh, great, have we been broken into? That's a possible one. They've left the door open and it's just heating, 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 but all of the hot air is escaping. That was one thing we were thinking. So we were thinking, well, why is the heater on and working? Did we leave a window open? But I knew we hadn't because I'm really very anal about closing all of the windows before we go away. Um, we were thinking, well, is the boiler working, but it's not lit, in which case our house is like pumping full of gas. So anyway, Hendrik managed to get hold of one of his friends at 11 o'clock at night, who luckily for us lives like 15 minutes down the road and very, very kindly said he would come round in the morning. He has a baby as well. So there was no way we were going to ask him to come like go straight round at 11 o'clock in the evening. Anyway, we managed to get a bit of sleep, but yeah, we were both worried that either a pipe had burst we'd been broken into or our house was filling with gas basically um anyway our friend came around in the morning and was able to quieten our fears um no gas no water leak the pump in the boiler had seized he he thought this um he's a very diy friend um of hendrix and we called he couldn't fix it obviously very kindly bought us a fan a fan heater one of his fan heaters over to the house anyway so we got home knowing at least that we were getting home to a very cold room so um Hendrik we left Amandine asleep in the car um of course Amandine didn't go to sleep at the airport did she we had the bugaboo and I had everything prepared I had um all of her sleep suit everything going all she wanted to do was walk around the damn airport we tried to do bedtime at the airport um with a book reading a book having dinner then reading a book then some milk then going down in her buggy it really looked like she was going to go down and then I think I cocked it maybe because I said to Hendrik I was like I'm going to walk around the airport I think we just should have been we should have just stayed still at the table and I should have just rocked her like I do on the train um and maybe that would have worked better so it's possible that I cocked it and she would have gone to sleep anyway she didn't go to sleep until we got on the aircraft so that's 11 30 (laughs) well 11 I guess we got on the aircraft Oh my God, poor little sausage. Um, She did start to lose a little bit on the plane, um, but eventually when they turned the lights out, she slept. She only slept for like half an hour. It was an hour and 10 minute flight, so she only slept for about half an hour. And then when the lights came on, she woke up. She was not a happy bunny. Um, And then, of course, she didn't go back to sleep until she got in the car. But then we got in the car for the hour and a half drive home and she did sleep. And then when I picked her up out of the car... She just didn't wake up at all and Hendrik had run upstairs whilst I sat in the car with her. Um, Hendrik had put our two heaters, we've got some electric radiators in the garage always on standby and the fan heater and managed to get the temperature up to a reasonable temperature really quickly actually. Put Amandine down and then Hendrik and I put the fan heaters in our bedroom, All the well just the fan actually, we left both radiators in. But then it was kind of like okay how high do we leave these radiators on and oh god Amandine finally went to sleep at three when we got back and um she woke up at five I think she woke up because her teeth were hurting but it was 26 in her room and I'd obviously dressed her for it being the normal like 19 18 19 so in my kind of no sleep panic I ran into Amandine's room (laughs) 
unplugged the heater straight out of the wall and then tried to calm her down a little bit. And it wasn't because of the heat, it was just because of... It wasn't even that hot, it didn't feel that hot. Um, but then I had come in from our room, which was just absolutely freezing. Anyway, um, it was all fine in the end, but we are thinking about going back in March and it's the same flights again, and I just am not sure I can do that. So we might have to figure something else out or maybe see if we can fly into a different airport where... Maybe it's a longer drive this end, but it's at least not a Friday night where everything goes wrong on a Friday night anyway, doesn't it? So no one wants to be travelling on a Friday night. Um, But France was lovely. It was really nice. Really, really nice. Right, I think I have covered everything and we're very much um, halfway to this podcast. So I am going to start answering your questions. I'm just putting them up on Instagram now. So, okay, first one, your potty journey. Oh my gosh, our journey is going down the drain right now. Um, elimination communication. We never, I don't think we did that. I have a friend, I think, who did that, but I don't actually think we did that. I've never really read into elimination communication. Um, so I don't know if what we're doing is that, but to be honest, when she wakes up in the morning, we put her on the potty. When she wakes up from her afternoon nap, we put her on the potty. Before bed, we put her on the potty. It seems to me that she, um, she did do a few poos in the potty. But she's kind of gone against that now. You'll put her on when she asks to go pee-pee. And then um, she won't do it. And it's almost like she's either cold or she's not relaxed enough. In in general, I just don't think she's relaxed enough. So she ends up not going. And then, you know, five minutes later, she's gone in her nappy. So I'm just trying to figure out that. Um, but she's still so young. She's, she's 17 months next week. So I'm not pressing anything here. She says pee-pee, so she knows what she's doing. Um, but she'll stand in the kitchen, she'll stand up, she'll look at me, she'll go pee-pee, and then her face will kind of look completely blank, and I'll know that she's focused on peeing um, in her nappy. But there's not enough time for me to get there. So it's kind of gone a bit out of the window at the moment, but I reckon she walked into the um, bathroom the other day and sat herself on the potty. So she knows what it's there for, she knows what she's doing, um, which I think is, you know, first step, isn't it? We just have to encourage her to want to go on it and want to let us know beforehand that's what we're working on right now. Oh, got lots of hearts and lots of mum talk podcasts. Thank you. That's really sweet. Daily routine with Amandine. Um, yeah, it kind of changes, but right now it's really, really nice. We've got into a really lovely groove, I guess. So she'll wake up around anything between 6.45 and quarter past seven. Um, either Hendrik and I'll get her. Hendrik's actually really been getting her a lot more, which has been lovely. I am not a morning person in the winter. I am incredibly morning person in the summer when it's light at like 5am. I'm like, yeah, let's go. It's five o'clock. But in the winter, I could stay in bed all day. I hate, I hate the winter. Um, so Hendrik's been getting her a lot in the morning, but whoever gets her, get her up, put her on the potty. She often doesn't want to have to come out of bed. So we have to coax her a little out of bed, put her on the potty, brush her teeth, get her dressed, um, take her downstairs, have breakfast, which she pretty much always has porridge with chia seeds, peanut butter and blueberries. Um, and then we play with her a little bit in the morning and then we might go out if we're organised, we'll go out for a walk, get some fresh air or we'll go, well, clearly after this week, we'll go to a group <laughs> in the morning, obviously not every day, but we might go to a group and then we try to have her home 
by 12 at the latest to give her lunch or or give her lunch out but then we know that she'll fall asleep in the car because lunch is almost like a nap cue for Amandine now she knows that she gets her lunch and she goes to bed um so it's quite tricky if we're out to give her lunch and then she will definitely fall asleep in the car and then it's knowing whether to leave her where she'll probably only sleep for an hour or to try and transfer her to her cot in which case it will probably take her another 20 minutes to settle and actually go to sleep in her cot which then if she sleeps for an hour and a half, two hours, leaves you very little time for the afternoon. Um, but we do try to have her home because I feel like she only gets one nap a day. It would be nice for her to have a really good nap. Um, but then I've always been a home napper, haven't I? So there you go. No change there. Um, and then uh, she'll wake up, I guess, around two thirty, three o'clock. Uh, we'll give her a bit of a snack if she wants one and then might go out this afternoon or in the afternoon um, for a walk, get some fresh air. We definitely try and get outside at least once a day, normally twice, even if it's just into the garden. Um, and then dinner is around half past five. We normally eat with her, actually. We really like eating early, so we all eat together as a family. And then uh, she go, we, we go to bed around seven we don't bath her every day. We still only bath her two to three times a week. It's so much better for her skin, it seems. Um, she, uh, yeah, it's just way better for her. So I might put her bottom in the sink a couple times if she's done a really pooey nappy or something um, and do that. But otherwise, yeah, it's two, two, two times a week, I'd say. She's not... Sorry, excuse me, I'm yawning. She's not... Um, a dirty baby. She doesn't, you know, roll around in the dirt outside. So we're not there yet. Maybe in the summer, might have to up her bars a little bit, but we're not there yet. Um, and then book, bed, book, sorry, book. And then we give her a sip of milk or two. So it's however much she wants, basically, but it's out of a cup. She sips it. So she has, I have another question here, actually, I'm sure I saw that earlier. Hang on. How much milk is A having now? Yeah, not much at all, actually. She loves her food. We're really, really lucky. Um, so in the morning when she wakes up, we take her straight downstairs and she might have half a little beaker, so I think it's like 25 mil, something like that, of milk. Um, and then, well, not, not dairy milk, though. She has, um, well, ever since Charlotte Stelling-Reed put up about the milks, we have tried to vary up her milk a little bit. So I've been going between, always used to be almond, but obviously it's not much energy in there and also I was breastfeeding still so um there's we're using pea milk uh because it's high in protein also using the oat oatly barista one and also almond milk sometimes but like I say she's a really good eater so I'm not worried and also she has a ton of yogurt <laughs> a ton and cheese too so I'm not worried about her dairy intake and calcium intake and all that stuff um so yeah she'll have a small sip in the morning and then she'll have loads in her porridge but that's obviously in cooking then she'll have yogurt normally a, a big portion I would say of yogurt at lunch and then again yogurt probably at dinner whether it's within her meal so if I give her a sweet potato curry I'll serve it with a dollop of yogurt um and then she'll have a sip or two in the evening and then she might have a sip or two throughout the day uh with a biscuit so gingerbread or something um those little organics gingerbread are her favorite she might have milk with that and then the rest of the time it's just water lots and well not lots and lots of water she's not a very good drinker actually um but I'm working on that unfortunately I think I lost her beaker where the lid stays on so I don't know where that's gone 
possibly still on the airplane. So not much milk at all, but yeah, I'm not worried because um, she gets lots of dairy and water and yeah, not too worried. Okay, uh, did A ever go off her food and how did you deal with it? Amazine only goes off her food when she's teething or when she's ill and I'm every time this happens, I panic and I'm like, oh my God, she's never going to eat a vegetable again. She's never going to be hungry again. She's never going to want to eat that again. <laughs> and I have a momentary panic and then you know, she gets better or the teething stops. Like yesterday, she didn't eat her porridge in the morning. She didn't really want much for lunch. She chucked a bit of it on the floor. Dinner, she ate loads. And then this morning, she flattened her porridge. Today, she's just flattened an omelette and she's flattened an oat cake and she's flattened a bowl of soup. So she's had loads and loads of yogurt and a saxuma. <laughs> yeah, so she's eaten a lot today um, and yesterday. But I just try and have the confidence that there's a reason, there's a reason we might not know it, you know, sometimes, sometimes I feel a bit, blah, and I just don't want to eat, and I feel like they must do the same, and, you know, if they've been really, really overstimulated, they possibly don't want to eat, it's, it's a, there's a lot going on, so I just try and believe in that, you know, they know what they're doing, if they're hungry, then they will eat, and that's the same, if I make something for her, and I kind of get a, I don't like that face, if she was really, really hungry, she'd eat it, I think. I don't think they have the ability to, you know, say no just because they don't like something yet. Um, but I then do sometimes give her something else that I know that she'll like, especially if she hasn't had a good meal in the day and it's dinner time because she doesn't have a bottle of milk. So I never have that for, to fall back on. So it's important to me she has a good dinner. Um, so if she, yeah, if she doesn't like her dinner, then I'll give her something else. Really missed these. They really got me through when I moved to LA pregnant. I'm now home. Oh, thank you. That's really lovely. Got LA pregnant. I'd love to go to LA. If you're listening, tell me all about it. I would love to go to... Hend Hendrik and I are re-watching The O.C., <laughs> which is a real blast from the past. And it's so funny now that you watch it as an adult rather than a teenager. Um, but yeah, we're watching it. We're almost on the last season. Um, but God, it makes me want the sunshine and the sea and that kind of lifestyle. Uh, oh gosh, yes. Especially when it's pouring with rain. In fact, we had snow earlier today. Couldn't quite believe it. How to make mum friends and mum bods. I don't know what that means. Mum bods. Mum bods. I don't know what that means. How to make mum friends. Um, I was really, really lucky in that I taught prenatal yoga. So a lot of my friends came from prenatal yoga because we then very luckily and oddly all had our babies together. Um, within a month really of each other, we all had our babies and days actually, some of us. Um, so how to make mum friends, try and go to the toddler group. So what the toddler group I went to on Monday, uh, there were loads of mums and everyone was just really chill and really relaxed and Actually, it was easy for me to chat with the mums because Hendrik was looking after Amandine because we went together. So if you can, try and make your, take your partner. Your partner can look after the little one. Then you have a bit more opportunity to kind of just chat with other mums and not have to, you know, either shout across the room to them or end the conversation really quickly without kind of getting to know them. Um, groups, I think, probably. It's the easiest thing. Maybe do some yoga uh, or um, see what's around in your local village 
or your local area, see what's around. And I think that, like today, I saw the same person in, they're not anywhere near the same place, but I saw the same person in the toddler group, and she also went to the um, gymnastics group thing today. So I think you just see the same people a little bit more over and over again, perhaps. Um, The more kind of places that you go, you'll see the same people. Um, But also, Instagram can be quite a good place for for meeting people local to your area. Um, So maybe if you'd like me to, let me know actually, if you're listening now and you'd like me to, I could try and put some form of post on the Mum Talk feed that if you're from the area, try and connect uh, with comments on the bottom of the feed. If you like that idea, would you please DM me and let me know and I will do it and that might be a good way of meeting people because the Mum Talk event that we had in Exeter was amazing and uh, one of my friends said that they heard lots of mums saying they were going to meet up and have coffee. So yeah, I'm going to do more Mum Talk events by the way as well, I just need to get motivated to do it. Okay, reusable nappies, did you have any luck with them? We're still using them. Yeah, so we did have we did have a lot of luck. Um, I don't use them when Amandine's ill because... I don't think she is as comfortable as she necessarily is in a normal nappy. But um, all the other time we use uh, reusables. I'll sometimes also not use a reusable if I know I'm going out and I won't have anywhere to change her. Like today when we went to the gym class, I just wanted to be sure that we wouldn't have any leaks. She'd be comfy, she'd be able to move really easily because they are quite bulky, aren't they? But no, we have had luck. So the main ones that I have are Bambino Mio, which are great, Tot spots ones, which are also great, and also Babu, Bababu, Babu. No, oh, gosh, what's it called? I'm sure it's B A B O. I'm sure it is something like that, um, and they're really good too. So we have a mixture of Velcro ones and popper ones, and I always find them more effective if you use a fleece liner. Whether you use it for a poo or a wee, poo makes it really easy because you just take the liner out, um, and there might be a bit left on the nappy, but mainly it's just on the liner, and you can hold it in the flush on the loo, and it just takes the poo straight off, which is handy. Um, obviously you don't flush the liner down the loo. That would not be very good for your drainage. Um, and what else? That all the, I think that's it. They're all the brands that I have. Yeah. At night time also with a bit slack actually. So we kind of use, I would say we use 20% not reusable and 80% reusables. I would say. Um, And we always use reusable wipes in the house. If I'm going out, I do actually not use reusable wipes, mainly because I don't have enough. Um, And I could do with investing in getting some more because they are actually better, I think, than normal wipes. They take off more poo. Uh, It's easier, I think, to clean their hands. I just think it's easier, actually. Um, Okay, so yes, give it a shot. Definitely give it a shot, but get multiple brands when you give it a shot. I I would say get one Totspots, one Bambino Mio, one Babu. I'm sure it's Babu. There's There's a post on my Instagram I think, about reusable nappies. So go on there because all the brands are on there and get some fleece liners. And it also depends. Like Sometimes we have really good times during the month um, or, you know, within a couple of months where they'll fit really well. Then she'll obviously have a growth spurt. They won't fit so well. We'll have more leaks again. Um, or, you know, she'll pee a lot more one day. Um, 
yeah, she'll she just won't pee much at all the next day, but that obviously doesn't matter. But when she does pee loads, it's a little bit tricky. Um, but give it a go. I really would recommend giving it a go, especially the way things are going on with our planet right now. But I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Best finger foods for starting weaning. I'm currently doing purees because I'm scared. Oh my gosh, do both. Like totally do both. Um, and don't worry, I was terrified, I still am terrified, in fact, in France, we had the first choking, real choking, and I was by myself, obviously, Hendrik was surfing, and Wandine choked on a bit of a rice cake, actually, um, she just shoved too much in her mouth, when she really likes something, she just goes all for it, no matter how many slices I've cut it into, she just shoves the whole lot in, all at once, and then chokes, um, so I had to do the whole slappy over the back thing. I'm not too sure I wasn't a little over eager and I possibly should have let her just do it a bit more herself. But, you know, I was thinking, well, actually, I'm going to get her out of her seat and then we'll see what happens. And I just I did give her a bit of a smack on the back um, and it helped. <laughs> it did help. Um, but yeah, it is scary but I would try really soft, so cook any veggies within an inch of their lives, and um, sweet potato, I thought was a really good finger food, because it just mushes, mushes straight down, banana, mushes, really overripe banana, obviously, you don't give them an underripe banana, because that doesn't mush, but overripe bananas, a finger food, work really well, but actually, most of ours were purees, with bits of lumps in, we progressed from the puree stage to the lumpy stage really quickly, Amandine, you know, one of Amandine's friends will take a whole apple and eat it. Amandine won't do that. She's not, um, yeah, she won't do that yet. But they all progress at their own rate and, yeah, I think it's fine. Um, So I would try both. Follow Charlotte Sterling Reed. It's SR underscore nutrition on Instagram. She's brilliant for this kind of stuff. Um, Potty training, I think I've covered that. Weaning, A's favourite meals and snacks for weaning. Oh, gosh. I've got so many, but a lot of my inspiration, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm yawning again, was from Wien and 15, Joe Wick's account, really good, he works with Charlotte Sterling Reed, and yeah, really, really good, her favourite food is porridge, for sure, um, when I was weaning her, I would just put the oats in the blitzer, and blitz it down, um, was what I would do, and then again, make like a puree to go on top, so maybe boil down some blueberries and then mash them all up and that would go on top of the porridge instead um what else for weaning uh like little oat cakes that I made little oaty um you know healthy flapjacky peanut buttery bananary type things really really yummy that she loved uh what else did she really enjoy banana she really liked banana sweet potato curry has always been her fave and you can blitz that but sweet potato curry always which is just sweet potatoes chickpeas spinach tomatoes anything you want to shove in really anything you want to shove in coconut milk um she's always always loved that and if you cook it really 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 well it just mushes and mushes down and makes it really easy to um, eat and it just gives them lots of good things lentils she loves lentils they're really good to mush down you can puree them up a little bit as well and it creates quite a good texture um there's a lot on weaning i think earlier on in the podcast you could try giving that a go but also follow charlotte sterling read sr nutrition she's really good um mum and dad are leaving babe overnight for the first time or even just someone else doing it 
Um, have to go to a wedding in a few weeks, leaving a 13-month-old. Ooh, exciting. That's really exciting. Um, and great that you're doing that. Good for you. So I would just start to encourage... Um, try and see if someone else could do bedtime maybe once a week uh, to encourage them to settle and just see how they get on I've started doing that with my mum actually in the hope that she'll babysit (laughs) one evening and put Amandine to bed Um, and I think they'll surprise you I think they'll surprise you Uh, Amandine really surprised me actually and she went down no problems at all and was fine Um, So, yeah, I would give it a go and definitely try and do it. Just one of you, if you don't have anyone else to do it with you, try and do it. Just one of you putting them down. Really create a very strong routine, I would say, so they know what's happening. They know that maybe it's bath, then it's book, then it's milk, cuddles, and then bed, or however you do it. But try and create a strong routine so the routine is um, comforting to them, really comforting to them. Holiday advice for the small person. We're off to Portugal in April with our nine-month-old. Oh, I think we went to Portugal with Amandine when she was nine months. Maybe she was six months. I don't remember. Maybe six months, actually. Oh, it's great fun. It's great fun. You'll be fine. Um, Take, so we had that blow-up uh, round thing with the hole in the middle. Oh, God, what's it called? Um, oh, man. Uh, it's all the farm animals... Is it GAF, G-A-F-F, the brand, something like that on Amazon? If you Google um, on Amazon or look on Amazon, like a play ring, like a blow-up play ring, we took that and it was brilliant. It was so great. Um, And put that in wherever you are. Um, We took, what else did we take? Uh, nappy, like all, all the kind of stuff you can buy out there. It's it's like nappies and wipes and all that kind of stuff. So you don't need to really take that kind of stuff unless you're re- using reusables and you have the ability to wash them. And that we we didn't do that. We don't travel with our reusables. It's um, we we don't have that room, much room in our suitcase. Um, relax, relax about the routine. That's one of the mistakes I made. I didn't relax about the routine. If you just really want to enjoy, I mean, there's. Two ways of thinking about it, isn't there? If you really want to enjoy yourself, keep with your routine, you know what's happening when. But then if you really want to enjoy yourself, (laughs) ignore your routine because you want to be able to get out and about. It swings and roundabouts, I guess, but I was very solid on our routine. I just felt like I missed out on a lot of the holiday and, you know, I always had to be home for this, always had to be home for that. We didn't have a buggy with us when we went to Portugal because we took, um, it was before we had the bugaboo ant and we left our buggy in France because we went to France first so we didn't have a buggy which made eating out difficult. We couldn't take Amandine with us. Now Amandine's older, if we went, I think we would, you know, delay bedtime a bit. It's not such a big deal. She'll just sleep a little bit later but when you're trying to get a good solid routine for your little one, it's tricky. But I would probably say relax about your routine, take some home comforts, get that ring because they can sit up in the ring you can um blow it up and then deflate it again for your luggage um and uh take some toys that they like um and enjoy just enjoy sun hats and all that jazz obviously have a listen to the bugaboo ant launch day podcast i did a while back in season was it season three maybe it was season two no not 
no, hang on, season four or season five, um, the Bugaboo Ant launch travel podcast specific. There's lots of good tips on that. So I also take things like Amandine's bedsheet, Amandine's uh, pyjamas that haven't been washed, and also Amandine's grow bag that hasn't been washed. I take all of that with me. I do take baby monitors because it helps me to relax in the evening if we're in the different room. Um, so I do do all of that. But just to create the smell and the home comfort. If you've got a good sleeper, I guess, like Amandine, um, then all of that stuff helps. But again, it's it's whatever you feel right for your baby, really. Um, but you'll know. You'll know what to take. Um... And the last question, I think, is... Which is good, because my laptop's about to run out of um, battery. Relationship advice. (laughs) I don't have any. (laughs) Oh, no, I don't have any. Oh, God, what have I learnt? Oh, no. This is a question for a whole podcast, isn't it? I, um... I need to do a podcast on relationships again. (laughs) Oh, it's tricky. This is such a huge change. Um, yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> Hendrik and I have actually had a really lovely holiday in France, a really lovely time in France. Um, and it seems to have continued into us being home again. We have been at each other's throats for a really long time. Um, I think it was me, my breastfeeding hormones and all of that kind of stuff, but also... We'd almost lost the ability to have fun with each other and just take the piss out of each other, which is Hendrik and I always used to take the piss out of each other and just, yeah, laugh things off. And I lost the ability to do that, I think, out of sheer tiredness, sheer exhaustion. Um, and I'm very good at holding things against him and then throwing them in his face and he doesn't even know anything about it. <laughs> So if you possibly can, try and take a step back and maybe question what could be triggering your reaction in the first place. I think that's what I try and do now when I'm really feeling like I'm getting to the end of my tether with um, Hendrik. I just try and take a step back and think, okay, why is this winding me up so much? Is this actually a a reflection of something that... I don't like in myself or I mean this is getting really deep sorry I'm going a bit yogic on you but um is this something I don't like in myself is this something that brings out a trait that I don't like or you know take a step back and think about the bigger picture and try and have some fun try and have some fun I think that's really important just try and laugh it off if you possibly can and then have some fun I also find that if I don't laugh off the first thing Hendrik then just (laughs) keeps going and it gets worse and worse and worse whereas if I laugh off the first thing everything then becomes a joke and it's funny and actually I can see the funny side and my sister actually when she was over ages ago she was saying I'm oh Amandine's crying sorry she was saying oh I'm sure Hendrik's joking. I'm sure he's joking. I was like, he's not joking. He's being an ass. He's being such an ass. He's not joking. And Michelle's like, I think you need to calm down. I think he is joking. But he has a way of saying his jokes where they're just not funny and they're just really horrendously timed and really get my back up and peeve me off. Um, 
but now I've been able to see a much funnier side of things. It's, uh, yeah, a little bit easier. Sorry, I had to stop the podcast there for a minute because Amandine all of a sudden woke up screaming. So she's now sitting on my knee. Um, and she has had, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half nap, but not really long enough for all the excitement that we've had this morning, huh, little one? Hey? Mba. Mba? This isn't Booba, this is Mummy's um, podcasting. Yeah, it is. It's not Booba. Whenever she sees a screen, she thinks that she can watch Booba, which is a French car- event. It's not a cartoon, it's like a French, um, really old French mm-hmm. children's TV. Papa's not here, Papa's working. I know we're in Papa's office, but Papa's working. Okay, on that note... We're at the end of the questions, and I know I was talking about relationships, but I will save that for a real podcast. I'm still trying to persuade Hendrik to come on the podcast, because I think it would actually be really good to get him on so we can talk about how we both have dealt with um, this huge change. And a wonderful change that is too. So I will leave you there. I'm really sorry, it's an hour. How did we get to this point where this podcast is always an hour? I'm really sorry. Um, So if you have listened today, please share it with me. Please let me know that you're listening. Tag me on Instagram and let me know that you're listening. Um, If you love the podcast, I love hearing from you. Please DM me. It really makes my day. Chat with me. Follow me on Emma Jolin Instagram account, which is just Emma, J-A-U-L-I-N, Instagram or Mum Talk Podcast Instagram. I'm trying to find a balance right now between all the work and social media and podcast and Amandine obviously just it it didn't work so well for me last season so I'm just trying to find a happy medium where I'm on enough to communicate with you guys because I love doing that I really love it I love it when we get into chats on Instagram and it's really nice and it's fun and I enjoy it um but also creating a healthy barrier because I know that in aimless scrolling and comparing and um, all that jazz is also not good for my mental health. Um, but if I am coming on a couple of times in the day to talk to you guys, to check in, to answer your questions, to chat about things, to offer you support maybe on Instagram, then that's what I love doing. Um, so please, 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 please always feel like you can connect with me even if I'm not on there very much. I love, love hearing from you. I'm just taking Amandine out of her sleep bag. You want to go walk around? Well, crawl slash walk. No, you're happy here. I will love you and leave you. I'll check in with you guys next week. Um, I'm not too sure if it's going to be me or if it's going to be a guest. Hang on. No, it's going to be a guest next week. Yes, it is going to be, unless something crazy happens, it's going to be Emma. Um, and Emma is a kids culture expert. Um, have I said that right? Hang on. Let me just look that up because I want to say it. Right, she is a, yeah, a kids' culture expert. Um, She is from the Playful Den Instagram blog, or runs the Playful Den Instagram blog. That is her, and she's brilliant. She's pregnant. We chatted just before or just after Christmas, I can't remember, for this series. And, yeah, she's she's brilliant. She shares loads about play and uh, all sorts. So she will be on next week. Um, if it is not me, but I'll check in with you guys at the beginning of the podcast. Anyway, okay, waffle over. Have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Big kisses. Bye. Say bye, Amandine. Bye.